This week's parsha is a double parsha, Achrei Meis and Kedeshim. We're going to focus on a pasuk in Kedeshim, possibly the most famous pasuk in the Torah. The pasuk in Parak Yotes pasuk Yudches says, "V'yahavta l'reacha kamaycha." You're supposed to love your friend, your neighbor, like you love yourself. V'yahavta l'reacha kamaycha. And all the Mepharshim are very bothered. How is it possible to do this mitzvah? This is one of the mitzvahs that, like the imponderable mitzvahs. Is it really possible? You could tell me to love somebody. You could tell me I'm supposed to be nice to people and do chesed with people and try to establish a relationship with them. But to tell me that I'm supposed to love my neighbor, I'm supposed to love a friend as much as I love myself, that's a very tall order. You're setting the bar extremely high for me because a person, if he's healthy, has a love for himself, have, has an innate love and affection for himself. That's what a person should be. That's how Kaddish Baruch Hu wired us. Imagine if we wouldn't care about ourselves, we wouldn't like ourselves, and we wouldn't get up in the morning. We wouldn't, uh, uh, we wouldn't be able to function because we're depressed and we don't uh, take care of ourselves. We're not going to shower, we're not going to shave, we're not going to eat, we're not going to sleep. So a person has to have a, a, an affection for oneself. You have to like yourself and think about how to take care of yourself. and how to, that's, that's part of life. HaKadosh Baruch Hu made us that way, that generally we're thinking about ourselves. It's not a terrible thing. That's what we have to do. Sometimes we do it to an extreme that all we think about is ourselves and we're very selfish and we're just totally self-absorbed. That's not good either, but we need to care about ourselves. And so the Torah is saying, okay, care about yourself, but care about somebody else as much as you care about, you, about yourself. Hayitachin, is such a thing possible even? You're asking me, you know, go to the moon. Like, I can't. You're asking me something that's impossible. You're asking me to care about another person as much as I care about myself. I, I, don't, I don't think that's doable. So what is the Torah expecting of us here? What does the Torah mean when it says, This is a question that has been bothering the Mepharshim from time immemorial. It's a very, very difficult mitzvah. And I think, perhaps, that there's a new pshat in this pasuk that maybe has not been tapped into, that, that I've seen at least. The Torah is not saying that you're supposed to love your neighbor like you love yourself. That's not what the Torah means. The Torah wants you to put a comma after the word l'reacha. L'reacha. Torah is saying you have to like people. You have to be friendly to people. You have to be nice to people. You have to try to love people. You have to like people. You have to uh, engage with people. You have to be social, normal. Can't be a hermit. Now, what's my motivator? Why would I? Why do I need to do this? How am I going to try to do this? It's so much easier to be a hermit. It's so much easier just to be on, be on my own, do things by myself, be able to uh, just function on my own without having to go out and, and, and be nice to other people and do chesed with other people. What's my motivation? The Torah is saying, you know how you get motivated to do this, to actually care enough about somebody else? 
that you do things for them, Kamaycha. Kamaycha means that whatever you do for somebody else, it will happen to you. Kamaycha means that as much as you put into somebody else, as much as you love your friend, as much as you care about your friend, as much as you're nice to that person, Kamaycha, Kamaycha means that it will come back to you. It will be a boomerang to you. Whatever you do to somebody else, it will come back to you in spades. That's the way HaKadosh Baruch Hu created the world. So when you're wondering, why would I be nice to you? Why should I offer you something? Why would I go out of my way to help you, to give you a lift, uh, to bring food to the dorm if you're not feeling well, to, to take a walk with you, to listen to your problems, to be able to, to join organizations that do so much for so many? Why? Because you should know something, that the more that you put in, the more that you invest in other people, kamaycha, that will happen to you. That will be coming back to you. It will be kamaycha. It's reciprocated. It's reciprocal. The more you give, the more you get. And so as a purely selfish reason to be nice to other people, which is okay sometimes to be selfish, the greatest motivator for me to go and do something for you is that that's the way I know that I'll establish a friendship. You'll be nice to me. When I need a favor from you, I'm going to be able to now come back to you and, and you'll be nice to me, you'll give me. That's not to say that that's the only motivator. Obviously, we're not functioning just to, uh, you know, for mutual reciprocity that I'm just being nice to you because it's, it's convenient and it's useful. It's, it's strategic for me to be nice to you so that I could get something back. But you should know that when you're nice to somebody else, that's the way to open up a relationship. That's the way to turn other people from enemies into friends or from people that are indifferent into people that are close. If you want to be a popular person, if you want to be a person that has friends and has a community and that, that actually has people, a circle of people that you feel close to, how do you do that? How do you establish that? You do it by you yourself going out on a limb and helping other people. You give your love to other people. You like other people. You do chesed to other people. That's the way to open up people's hearts and make it kamecha. Whatever you do to somebody else, that will come back and that will return to you. Just yesterday, somebody was talking to me in yeshiva and I asked him about you know how how he's doing in yeshiva socially. A new guy in yeshiva, relatively new guy in yeshiva, I said, how, you know, did you make new friends since you got here? He says, no, not really. I, I said, why not? He says, I don't know, I feel a lot of the guys in yeshiva aren't so friendly. I said, but there's a lot of nice, very nice guys in yeshiva. You, surely you should be able to find a chevra of some sort. You're a nice guy. You should be able to find a chevra. He says, I don't know, I just don't feel the guys are, are friendly. They're not like opening up to me. I said, can I ask you a question? What do you do to them? Meaning, are you expecting that by sitting in your dorm room on your bed, you know, people are going to like flock into your room and like open up to you and just like, and hop you as their friend? He said, I, I don't know. 
I said, do you ever, when you go into a room, do you ever like give the people a smile and be nice to people and be friendly to people and offer them things? Or are you waiting for everybody to serve you? He says, yeah, I guess I'm waiting for people to serve me. I said, well, it ain't going to happen. This is the aside. It's Mamish the aside. I told him to come to the Shemus tomorrow and you'll hear more about it. Okay, he didn't come. But that's him, Lashitasa. He, he doesn't go out and do, and do things. But if he would, if he would go out and all of us would go out and like be nice to other people, that's the way to win friends and influence people. You win friends and influence people by you starting it with yourself, being nice to other people. Go and find people. Say good morning to people. Say good Shabbos to people. You know, offer them a ride somewhere. Offer to, to, do, to help them study. Whatever you put in, you get out. You want to be friendly to people? You want, you want to have friends? You want to have people that, that like you? That, that are with you through thick and through thin, that you're establishing good, healthy, solid, lifelong relationships, it's based on you. It all starts with you. The Torah is giving you the secret to life. The Torah is saying, love people. You know why? Because that's how they will love you back. If you want to have a, a life, and life involves being with people, and life involves having friends and having close family and having people that care about you and that love you and that at your chasni you'll have friends that want to come to dance with you and make it lebedic and they want to come to your simchas and they want to, you know, they just want to be around you. How does that start? How do you jumpstart these relationships? How do you form these relationships? You form relationships with yourself going out and loving other people. You come into a room with a smile on your face and you tell people, good morning, I love your tie, great shave, great haircut, you know, love that, you know, that suit is beautiful on you, uh, you know, you, you had a great kasha and shira today. If you do that, and you love people, and you're outgoing, that's the way you break open relationships. You, a person cannot help but like you back if you're nice to him. Now, this is not my own chachma. I'm not saying this from, as uh, you know from uh, one of these self-help books, you know these popular sci- psychology books that you could buy in an airport. This is a pasuk in Mishle. The pasuk in Mishle, Parak Zayin, pasuk Yotes, Kemayim Hapanim Lepanim, Kain Lev Ha'Adam La'Adam, like water, you're able to see your face in its reflection. Panim lepanim. You're able to look into a, a body of water. You look into a lake, let's say. You go in the summer by the side of a lake and you look down, you see your reflection. You see your face back at you. Whatever you're looking, the way you're looking into your reflection, that's how it comes back. If you're smiling at your reflection, there's going to be a smile back. If you're frowning into the lake, there's going to be a frown back. Kain lev ha'adam la'adam. That's how it is with interpersonal relationships. If I'm smiling at you, if I like you, you're going to like me back. If I don't like you, if I'm giving you a, a dirty look and I'm giving you a bad face, a mean face, you're going to give me back a mean face. There's a mirror relationship. There's a reflective, reflexive relationship between people, just like water reflects exactly the way you put your face into the water. The reflection is going to be exact. You're not going to ever smile into the water and get a frown back from the water. 
It's you. It's a, it's a mirror. That's the way it is with other people. Shlomo Melch with his Chachma is unlocking the secret to life. The secret to making friends and influencing people is by being nice to people, by smiling at people, by being good to people, by doing chesed to people. And whatever you put into people, that's what you're going to get out. If you're a shvacha friend, you're going to get a shvacha friendship back. If you're a great friend, hopefully you'll get a great friendship back. If you're walking around with a cloud over your head and you're giving everybody, you know, like no good mornings, everyone knows, stay away from this guy, he's toxic, he's radioactive, he's not a nice person, he's not friendly, so nobody, don't be surprised if nobody reaches out and tries to make you their friend, because why, what's in it for them? Why would they? They know they're not getting anything back from you. But if you're nice to people, and you're kind to people, and you're good to people, and you're genuine about it, this isn't like an act, you feel genuinely, it's going to be kamaycha. Whatever you put in is going to be just like you did, it's going to come back to you. Kamaycha, it's going to be reflexive. You put something in, you get it out. Kamayim ha'panim l'panim, kein lev ha'adam la'adam. And that's what Rashi says there on Mishlei. If I know that you love me, he's going to be nice to me. Now, before we go weiter, I, I have to say this vart. Maybe you've heard me say it in the past. It's my favorite vart. You know that I love the gain. This is my favorite vart from the gain. I must have said it in Yeshiva before. If I did, you'll excuse me. But it's Kedai to say it. I have to say it. And it's Nagea Desvart. It's on this Pasuk of Mishle, Kamayim Panim Lepanim. And there's a Medrash Plia. Throughout the Medrashim, we have many Medrashim. There is a lot of Medrashim throughout all of these Sifrei HaMedrash that are called Medrash Plia. Medrash Plia means like a shocking Medrash, like a, a very cryptic Medrash that if you just read the Medrash, you have zero idea what the Medrash, it just doesn't read, it doesn't make any sense. And you need to have like a, a Vilna guy to crack open what the Medrash means because otherwise it's just indecipherable. We have in Yeshiva a Sefer called Medrash Plia, which gathered all of these, you know, really mysterious Medrashim, and there's commentaries around it, differently, maybe three commentaries, commentators that give each their own perushim on these very difficult to understand mystical, mysterious type of medrashim. So listen to this medrash, which is obviously a medrash plea. It's one that has absolutely no pshutah There's no simple understanding of the medrash. On this pasuk, kemayim pan mlepanim, frak the medrash, why does it use, you want to say that something is a mirror image of yourself, a liquid that's a mirror image, so, Shlomo Melch uses mayim, water. Is that really the best thing to use, the best type of liquid to use as a reflective um, conduit, or as a reflective matter? What would you use instead of mayim? If you were writing Mishli, what would you write, what would you use instead of, a li- which liquid would you use instead of mayim? The Sephardim are going to get this right away. Wine. How do I know the Svardim again? Because the minig of Svardim, I don't know all Svardim, but some of them at least, is that by Abdullah, they look into the wine, they see their reflection, and they smile, and it smiles back at them. 
right? And that's a, that's a good omen for the week. It's going to be a happy, beautiful week. Wine is a much better... If you look into a glass of water, I don't think you're going to see a reflection back so quick, but wine, every time it's tried, it's going to work. Did it work? No. Right? So wine, you look into a cup of wine, you're going to see a reflection back. It's a great, it's a great reflector. So that's what the Medrash wants. That's an understanding. That's so far we're not up to the Medrash plea part of it. Says the Medrash, Mishum Vav Yisera. Because of the extra Vav. Where's the extra Vav? Yayin doesn't have an extra Vav. Mayim doesn't have an extra Vav. So what in the world is the Medrash talking about? Like maybe it's a mistake. Maybe it's a Nun Yisera. Maybe it's something. What's the Vav Yisera? So for hundreds and hundreds of years, people have been baffled by this medrash. What does it mean? It's like, mamish, it's, maybe it's a mistake. Maybe it's just like the whole thing is a mistake. Until, until the 1700s, when the Vilna Gain came on the scene, and with his brilliance, he says, I know the pshat to this medrash. You know, sometimes like, there's like, these theorems that nobody knows like, how, to, how to solve in like, a math equation or like, a geometry equation. It, it takes like, you know, hundreds of years has been sitting and, nobody's, and everybody's trying to crack the code. Everybody's just trying to crack it. And sometimes, like, even in recent times, they're able to find answers to, to think, maybe through computers or whatever, that, thing, that, that scientists, that mathematicians, that brilliant people have never been able to find and comes along somebody in, you know, in 2020 and boom, you know, he comes up with a solution that, that, have been, that, that people have been grappling with for, for decades, for centuries maybe. So Lahavdil, that's what happened with this measure. This measure was sitting un- under, un- completely indecipherable. No one knew what to do with this measure. Comes along the Vilna and says, I know the Pshat in this measure. What could be, how, how? Where, where's the end? Where, where do you see any, there's no room to, to wiggle here. There's no wiggle room. Like, where do you find the Vav Yisera? Says the Vilna Gain as follows. It says, every letter in the Aleph Bays has a Nigla and a Nistar. This is not the only place the Vilna Gain employs this Yisait. It's a famous Yisait from the Gain. I'm sure it came before the Gain, but this is what the, Yisait, this is what the Gain says. For example, the letter Aleph what you see is what? The ice aleph. But really, and that's the nigla. But if I would spell out the word aleph, how do you spell it? Aleph, lamid, pei. That's really the word aleph. The letter aleph is really aleph, lamid, pei. It's not aleph. The aleph is the nigla. You see the aleph. The lamid, pei remains hidden. It's the nister. Bays. The letter bays is the nigla. That's what you see when you're writing out aleph, bays, gimel. But... What's the nister of Bayes? Yud Tov. Okay. So listen to this. It would be much easier if we had a blackboard, but you have to use your imagination. A whiteboard, whatever. You, whatever. Here's the vart. Mayim. Let's take each letter at a time. Three letters. Mem, Yud, Mem, right? Mem. The nigla of the word Mem is what? Mem. What's the nister? Mem, Mem, right? How do you spell Mem? Mem, Mem. So mem equals mem. Me, 40 equals 40. Let's take the next letter, yud. Yud is spelled yud vav dal. The nigla is yud, 10. And the nister is vav dal, the part you don't see. Vav is 6, dal it is 4, that's 10. 10 equals 10, you give that letter a check. And of course, then there's the end of mem. Mem, mem, mem equals mem. 
perfect reflection. The nigla is equal to the nister. It's a perfect ref- reflection. And now I can let you do the rest. If you go to the letter, to the word yayin, yud, the nigla is yud, 10, and the nister is vavdal. We already said that 6 plus 4 is 10. Check. Yud, 6 plus 4 is 10. Check. Nun, the end in nun, that last nun is spelled how? How do you spell nun? Nun, vav, nun. Nun. So nun is 50. The end, there's 50, but then there's that extra vav in the middle. Nun, vav, nun. That extra vav, mishum vav yaseira, that blows apart the whole reciprocity. The reciprocal nature doesn't work when it comes to yayin. It's true, maybe in the laws of physics it's more reflective, but in the, in the, in the depth of, of what the word really means and symbolizes and represents, it's, it's off by above. It's too much. It's not, the nigla is not a perfect reflection. Shlema Melch wanted to find a substance that the word reflects the actual reciprocity of the nigla and the nister. Whatever you put in is what you get out. Whatever you, if you look at somebody nicely, he's going to smile back at you. If you don't, he's not going to. And don't be shocked when that happens. Nobody's nice to me in yeshiva. Really? Are you nice to anybody? I promise you that if you're nice to people, they will be nice back. They won't be able to help themselves. Swim mouth says it. If you're not nice to people or you're powerful to people or you're, you're standoffish, then don't be surprised. People, they'll do whatever you're doing. They're going to follow you. If you're waiting for them to be nice to you, you can wait your whole life. You have to be the haftalareacha. You have to put in your efforts. If you open your heart to other people genuinely and you're nice to people, you say a nice good Shabbos, a nice good Yantav, a nice good morning, a nice good evening, sleep well, hearty appetite, whatever you're saying to people, you look good, you know, great Kasha, you're really learning well, you Davin beautifully for the omelet, you leaned amazing. Whatever you put into somebody, you're going to get that back. People will give that back to you. The ahafta l'reacha is kamaycha. The way that you love somebody. Why should I love somebody? Because you should know something, that the more you love people, the more you're going to be friends with that person. You, want, you identify somebody you want to be friends with, and then you go and you give him love. You give him love, he's going to love you back. It works every time it's tried. It's a, this is a yisait for life. This is not a... A lot of these shmuzin that we're giving, lately at least, you know, I think always, but I just, you know, I'm being humble. But these are, life, these are life-altering concepts. This is not a, you know, a vart. This is a, this is a shmuz for life. This is that when you're at every stage of life and you're wondering, how am I going to break into this new job and be, and be successful? Somebody asked her palm once, you know, he's, he's leaving yeshiva, starting, a, starting work for the first time. He says, how am I going to succeed in business? So I, I don't know if I remember. He says three things. I'm going to, of course, if he would have said four things, I'd remember the three. But he said three things. I'm going to only remember two. But he says, I think he says, be, be the most punctual guy in the office, meaning come on time and, and don't leave before time. Be the most... Uh, honest person, be straightforward, honest, moral, ethical, and be the nicest, friendliest person in the office. If you do that, you're going to be successful. 
people will like you. No one's going to let you go from, you know, if, if, if they have to let people go at work because there's budget cuts, you're going to be the last guy they're going to let go because you give the ruach to the office. You give to the customers, the clients, the people, the bosses. The, everybody likes you because you're putting your all in. You come in with a smile every morning. You're happy. You're giving compliments to people. You're, you're letting people take credit for things even when you're really the one that should get credit. You don't mind. You're putting in, you're investing in other people and in, pe- and in, and in organizational life and in, and in yeshiva. And whatever you're doing, you're putting in, you're going to get out the most. It's not a wasted exercise in futile. Why should I? I'd rather just be, you know, not nice. So much easier just to be braggish at the world. Just to be angry at the world, just to walk around with a brood, you know, like just upset. And that way people leave me alone. I stay away from people. People stay away from me. You could do that, but you're going to be so miserable with your life because it has an impact. No one's going to want to be friendly with you if you're not friendly with other people. You're just not, that's just the way it is. So if you're, if you're standing like this and saying, nobody's nice to me in Yeshiva, nobody's friendly, this Yeshiva is full of people that are not friendly, look in a mirror and see, are you friendly to yourself? Are you, do you have a smile on your face? Are you a happy person? Are you caring? Are you giving? Are you generous? If you're not, then no one's going to be generous back. That's just the way it works. It's, it's reciprocal. Maybe there might be once in a while a big tzaddik that, you know, that tries to be nice to you even though you're not nice. But generally speaking, with normal social interactions, this is the way it is. I'm nice to people that are nice to me, and you'll be nice to me if I'm nice to you. I heard a story from a, a very big mechanic that just to show you how you can unlock everything by being nice and by putting in, says there was a Talmud that was in his class. He was a, a, a legendary mechanic, this, this rabbi of mine. And he said he had a Talmud in his Normally you have a classroom, I think he teaches, let's say, 6th, 7th grade. You have, a, you have a classroom of kids, let's say 25 kids, and all of them... You can find some chain in them, you know, something nice about them. They're happy, they're smart, they're, you know, they're, they have a charm to them. They're, you know, they have a good kasha, good tarots. Uh, they, they offer to bring you a call. There's one kid in his class, he had zero chain, zero chain. There was nothing he had that the Rebbe could even latch into to, to like the kid. He never smiled, he never laughed. No, he has no, nothing, he was just like very like standoffish, very like to himself. He wasn't giving anything. There was nothing that the Rebbe could like do. To, and he was like this to everybody. All the kids in his class, he was like this too. And he was like this too. He, you know, he had PTAs. The parents came and said, listen, we don't, it's not you. Don't worry, don't blame yourself. So we don't like him either. We have this kid, he doesn't have chain to his own parents. He's like, he walks into the house, no hello, no good Shabbos, no, uh, you know, knows he just walk, goes into his room, he does his thing. He has bland personality, nothing in the world that you would want to like about him. And it bothered this Rebbe. He didn't want to go through a whole year and waste the whole year and not have a Rosham on this kid. But he didn't know how to, you know, how to get some niceness out of him, how to, how to, how to, how to open his heart, how to make him normal somewhat. He didn't know what to do. And then he basically did what we're saying to do today. He started giving this boy so much love 
so much attention. He would, whatever, you know, he would bring him out. He would spend time with him before Shir, during Shir, after Shir, by lunch. He would take a walk with him. He would, you know, buy him gifts. He would, uh, he would call on him in Shir and try to elicit some reaction, a, a, a teretz to the kasha. And then when he even gave a half-baked teretz, he would build it up and, and elaborate and make it a beautiful teretz. He would mamish each, and, and, and all of a sudden something miraculous took place in front of his eyes. That this boy started like all of a sudden he, there was like tchias hamesim and atayra. All of a sudden he became lifelike. He became animated because somebody took a liking to him, even though it wasn't even a genuine. It didn't even start out genuine. He didn't really like him, the Rebbe, but like he was pretending to like him and he was giving and he was doing. And all of a sudden the boy responded and he started becoming a lebedika boy, a geshmaka boy, and he started becoming nice open with his friends and with his family, he came home and the parents like, didn't know what happened to this kid. He went from being a crusty, like, brittle, you know, really un- unsavory type of kid to being like a geshmaka boy. And it all started because the Rebbe was and it happened it came back. You're able to take somebody and to create a bond with them by giving to them. This is a, a, a vital sight in life. If you have a, a marriage, and the marriage sometimes, you know, is, is a little bit shvach. Like it started out geshmak, and the dating was geshmak, and the shanari shayna maybe was geshmak, and then all of a sudden, like, it sort of like just starts like to, to, to just straight line, to flat line. And nothing is doing, it's not, you know... What do you do? How do you, like, how do you, how do you put some chiyas into it? You become very nice to your wife. Your wife becomes very nice to you and lavishes praise and compliments and, 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 and wonderful things and gifts, whatever it is, and suddenly that's how you're going to, to jumpstart the marriage again. You have a, a bad relationship with one of your children. What do you do? Very simple. You start loving your child. You start giving him, give him attention, take him for walks, take him on a trip, go on a road trip with him, spend time with him, take him to a ball game, something, have a catch with him, and then suddenly there's going to be, something is going to percolate in it within. It's going to go from being a, an icy, cold relationship, and all of a sudden you're going to make it warm and, 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 and bubbly and, and, and effervescent. It's a good word. That's the secret to life. This is what it's all about, Rabbi Say. If you are wanting to have good relationships with people, with friends, with chavrusas, with roommates, with family, with, with uh, bosses, with employees, employers, co-workers, you need to know this shmuz. This is a shmuz that is a shmuz for life. You have to be nice to people. Why? Because you should know that that's kamaycha. It's going to be reciprocated. It's going to be whatever I do to you, it's kamaycha. Just like I'm doing to you, it's going to come back to me. Kemayim panim lopanim. It's a secret. It's a secret. Not everybody knows this. A lot of people walk through life, nobody's ever nice to me. I never had a single friend in my life. No rabbeim ever liked me. Buddy, what did you do? Stop pointing the finger at everybody else. What did you do? They were just giving you back what you gave to them. I doubt that you were nice to people and friendly to people and genuinely kind to people and that they just closed the door in your face. I don't think that happens. Unless the guy is really like messed up, which could be. But I'm talking about normal, you know, healthy 
people that are that are that are good, 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 honest people. If you're nice to me, I'm going to be nice back to you. If you come over to me and say something nice, I'm going to say something nice back. I'm going to I'm going to have a natural inclination to be nice back to you. That's just the way it is. Now that we've established this as a fact, and it is a fact, and it's money in the bank, and you could go through the rest of your life, and if you remember what I'm saying now, you will be happy, successful, prosperous, everything will go well for you. And if you look at the successful people in life, generally speaking, the people that are successful in life, I'm not talking about financially successful, some of them are really not nice people, but I'm saying people that are, have healthy family life and they have friends, and they have a community, and they care about it. That's the personality type. They're nice, they're open, they're honest, they're friendly, they're giving, they're loving, and, and it all came back to them. Now that we've established that, I'm going to tell you another layer of this, of this formula that we're, that we're formulating this morning. In life, there's really two things. There's actually three things, but for the sake of the Shemuz today, there's two things you have to focus on. There's two sides of the Luchais. There's Ben Adam L'chaveirai, that we've just discussed. There's also Ben Adam L'amakim. We have to have a relationship with the Rabbi Nishlam as well. And sometimes we think that the two are really different, and they are, of course, in certain ways. But in a certain way... In a certain way, in this regard, with Kamayim Panmlapanim, in order to establish a great relationship with Akadish Baruchu, this works as well. What do I mean? By the way, if you're wondering what the third way is, as I alluded to it, I don't want people to be confused, there's Benam Lachaveir, Benam Lamakim, and there's another dimension that we always forget, Ben Adam. To work on yourself. It's called Chayves Halavavis. These are duties of the, of the heart that you have to work on internally. That's a very big part of, the, uh, of life, to, to, to work on yourself. That's what Musr is all about. To break your Midas and to build yourself. And to, that's another department. But right now we're talking about interpersonal and, and, and our relationship with HaKadosh Baruch Hu. So believe it or not, there's a mitzvah of loving Hashem. To love Hashem, we have to love Hashem, just like we have to love each other. There's a mitzvah we say every day, I have to love, you have to love your Hashem, your God. Now, how do you love Hashem? What inspires you to love Hashem? Now, uh, there are ways, you know, you could think about how great Hashem is to you. He gives you everything, and, and that's definitely a, a great tool to use, to inspire you to love Hashem. If, I, if my father gives me everything, gives me a car, he gives me a house, he gives me money, he gives me a credit card, I, that will be a good start to me loving him. So Hashem really gives me everything. He gives me my health, he gives me my uh, money and, and shelter and, 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 and sustenance and, and family and friends, whatever he gives me is from him. So I, have to, I should love him. Reb Kiveger, the great guy in Reb Kiveger, says a remarkable part. He says, if you notice, we say this mitzvah twice every day. Once by Shachris and once by Mayrev. 
and there's Bircha is Kriyashma. There's a bracha that precedes Kriyashma at night and the morning. And they're very similar, the brachas, in a sense. They're both speaking about how much Hashem loves us. At night we say, before, in, in Kriyashma Shalarvis, before Kriyashma Shalarvis, we say, Ayhev Amma Yisrael. Hashem loves his nation, Klal Yisrael. In the morning, what do we say? Hashem chooses his nation, Klal Yisrael, with love. Do you think that's just a coincidence that we're speaking about Hashem loving us? And then we start speaking about us loving Hashem. Says it's not a coincidence. You know what's the greatest inspiration to love Hashem? When we hear and when we know that Hashem loves us, then we will be inspired to love Him. If I know that Hashem loves me, I'm going to love Hashem back. Because that's the way love works. Love is reciprocal. Whatever I know that Hashem is putting into my relationship with me, I'm going to give Him back. So if I don't know if Hashem loves me, sometimes the problem with us is that we think Hashem hates us. How many times do we say, God hates me? Like, how did this happen to me? Like, I, me of all people, I got into an accident. I got my, my tire popped on the thing right before I was... And, you know, I stepped into this right before that. And I did this. Everything is like, you know, right? Hashem hates me. How many times did you hear that or did you think that yourself? And if you think that Hashem doesn't like you and Hashem's angry at me, how could Hashem love me? I'm unlovable. He Look at how many Averis I do. If you think that Hashem doesn't like you, it's going to be impossible for you to love Hashem because it's upon him. My impression is Hashem doesn't like me. He's judging me. He's angry at me. He's uh, always you know, disappointed in me. So I don't love him back either because he doesn't love me. Every day by davening, we're reminded, Oyev Amma Yisrael. If you have, we don't think about what we're saying by davening. That's the problem. But if we would understand and take a moment to understand that Hashem really loves me, whatever you think about Hashem's relationship with you, you're wrong. Hashem is not angry at you. Hashem does not hate you. Hashem is not disappointed with you. Hashem knows who we are. He made the Sahara for us. He designed the Sahara by himself. He's very well aware of our weaknesses, of our foibles, of our, of our, of our Achilles heels. He gets it. He knows us. He sees that we're struggling. And he knows that we're trying. He loves us in spite or maybe precisely because of all of that. He sees that we're in yeshiva. He sees what we're trying to do with our life. We're trying to be strong. We're trying to be firm. We're trying to be Havir Shemaim. He gets it. He's not angry. He's not disappointed. He's not. He loves us. In spite of everything that we've done, he loves us. HaKadosh Baruch Hu loves us. Like, I think the Baal Shem used to say that Hashem loves every yid like a ben yachid. person has one child in life. You love that child, you'll do anything for that child. It's a special child. HaKadosh Baruch Hu bless you, the child. You're going to give everything to that child. That's how HaKadosh Baruch Hu looks at us. There might be millions of other Jews in the world, but every yid is special and precious and beloved in the eyes and in the heart. And only when we are able to know that can then we feel that we love Hashem. If I know Hashem loves me, I'm going to love Him back. Because I know that that's how the heart operates. 
there's a, there's a reflective, mirror-like relationship. If I know that you like me, I'm going to like you. There's some, you know, shadchanim that want to make a shidduch at all costs. Shadchanim are wonderful people. It's a very thankless job. It's a very difficult endeavor to try to make a shidduch between two people. But I'll tell you a trick. If you want to be like a, a dishonest, very successful shadchan, this is what you do. Because of this var, this is like the, the evil side to this, to, this, to this shmuz, how it could be corrupted sometimes. If, let's say, the boy and a girl go out on a date, and both of them call you, and they say, you're the shalach, and they call you and say, oh, I don't think we want to give it another, you know, let's say the boy calls, say, oh, I'm not sure, and the girl calls, I'm not sure. So you call the boy, and you say, okay, you know, she's crazy about you. She lo- she's like going nuts about you. She loves you. She's, uh, you know, she's already like wants your Darya Sharm number. She, uh, it's like crazy what's going on. He says, really? She likes me that much? All right, I guess I'll give it another shot. Then he calls the girl. He says, I don't, I don't know what you did, but you know, he, he's, he's nuts about you. He's like talking about you like you're Melchim Mashiach, like unbelievable. You never had a better date in it. You know, really? I didn't feel that, but okay, if he feels that, that he really likes me, yeah, he likes you a lot. Oh, okay, fine, it's great. All of a sudden, the heart starts, like, coming to life. You know, you wake up, somebody likes me. The person likes me. I didn't really feel it on the date, but if you're telling me there's somebody like me, I'm going to like them back. Obviously, that's, I'm just telling you that that's the way life is. But it's like that with HaKadosh Baruch Hu and us. If I hear, if the Shadchan, which is the sitter, is telling me, HaKadosh Baruch Hu likes me? He loves me? Really? Think about that a second. HaKadosh Baruch Hu, the Baruch likes me. He, has, he finds Chain in me. He loves me. What am I going to do? I'm going to ignore him? I'm going to be mad at him? I'm going to love him. I'm going to give him everything because he loves me. He loves me. I'm going to love him back. If I want to make you love me, I'm going to love you and then it's going to be returned. And if I know that you love me, I'm going to love you back. It just keeps bouncing back the relationship and it gets bigger and bigger because once, you know, it, it, it just grows. The more I know that you love me, the more I'm going to love you back and it's going to be reciprocated and it's going to get bigger and bigger. And it's going to grow and it's going to exponentially because that's the relationship. That's the reciprocal boomerang effect of, of love. And that's the secret to life. So in about 45 minutes, we've been able to have an answer to making friends, being popular, having love of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, having a great marriage, having a great relationship with your children, being successful at work. You got it all. You don't need anything else. You have it all in one shmuz. The guys that were not at the shmuz, I feel bad for because they don't know these things. They're going to go through their whole life tripping over themselves, not hopping, not understanding. How am I going to fix this relationship? How am I going to be popular? How am I going to get a, my, the people in my shul? I just moved into a new, new neighborhood and I don't know anybody. How am I going to break the ice with people? But you know this. You have this. You got this. You have the ability now. You're armed for the rest of your life with the ability to be successful in every single aspect of your life. And I might just add, and I didn't think this through, but this has to be the way it works for as well. 
It's going to conquer all terrains. This is something that works across the board. This trick is true for everything. also. You don't like yourself? You know what? Start liking yourself. When you look in a mirror, instead of saying, ach, you know what you should say? You look good today. You look good. You look good. You got some color. You know, nice clean shirt you put on this morning. You look good. You look dapper. You look, you look sharp. That, and by the way, you learned really well yesterday. You, you had a good day. You hazard and you learned and you, you know, you did everything you were supposed to and you were nice to people and you, you know, you're good. And you know what happens when you start speaking like that to yourself? The mirror starts talking back to you and feeling it like, yeah, I am good. You know the best secret, the best trick when you're in a bad mood? What do you do when you're in a bad mood? You know what you do? Very simple. You smile. To no one, just to yourself. You look in a mirror, you smile. Suddenly, I don't know, chemically, endorphins, I don't know, the scientists in the room would probably be able to explain it a lot better than I, but something happens every time when you smile, all of a sudden, life is good. Life isn't so bad. I'm smiling. I'm smiling, all of a sudden, the brain senses that you're happy about something, even if it's, you know, just misafalachotz, just superficial, but the brain doesn't hop that, and the brain feels happy all of a sudden. It sends, like, good vibes throughout your whole body. You can now start your day. So even bin Adam la'atzmai, this trick works. Just be nice to yourself. Be nice to your friend. Be nice to the Rabbi Nishayim, and it will come back to you. It will all come back to you. It's a mirror. Life is a big mirror. Stop waiting for people to be nice to you and to give you something and do, do chesed to you and to ask and to invite you and to, you do it first and then you'll see what happens. Don't wait. There might be nice people that come over and they start it, but if you don't want to, if you don't have patience for that and you want to like get popular quicker, you want a community, you want a yeshiva, you want a chevra, then you go over to people and you stretch out your hand and say shalom aleichem and give a compliment and offer to do something and then you'll see what happens. Just sit back then and watch what happens. It's Hashem, we should have our whole life full of ava. V'ahavta l'reyacha is kamecha. It's kamecha. Whether Rashi says in Mesech Shabbos when it says l'reyacha, reyacha also can mean the Rabbi Nishlam. There's a passage he quotes Reya is also the Rabbi Nishayim. So the Shmuz is all really baked into, into this one positive. After the Reya, Kamaycha. You want to be, have a Kaddish be on your corner. You want to have people in your corner. You want to have a community of people that love you and like you and care about you. Start it off first. You be the after the Reya. And then it'll be Kamaycha. Have a beautiful Shabbos.